The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio as we are wrapping up this final segment with Kelly Smith from Care Partners. And Kelly, thank you for all of your wisdom on health care. (laughs) You're very kind, Suzanne. Thank you. Well, I think that, you know, you guys do an amazing job. And, and, you know, one of the things that I love before we get into this last topic is that you guys are always there to answer questions way before it's time to make a move. It's not just about, you know, people living there. It's about outreach. It's about helping. No, if people come into my community and Mm -hmm. get questions answered and Mm -hmm. then they go live somewhere else, I feel like I still did my job. Yeah, yeah. I want people to make the right decisions for their Mm -hmm. loved one, Mm -hmm. even if it's not one of my places. Right. I want people to to know Mm -hmm. what questions Mm -hmm. to ask. And And I think that's important. Absolutely. And so, Kelly, you know, I want to talk, take this last segment because Alzheimer's and dementia care is... You know, I, I can't believe the latest PSA that we have running right now, starting to run here soon, will be 110,000 Washington State residents. Oh, Lord, can you believe it? Have Alzheimer's. And, and it grows every day. It's, it's horrible. And they're being cared for by 350,000 family caregivers. You know, when you first told me that, I kept thinking something's wrong with those numbers. But it's true, isn't it? It takes mm-hmm. that many people to take care of that Absolutely. Many folks suffering Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it affects an entire family. Yeah, it really does. And so one of the things that you guys do is you support not only 24-hour care for that person that has Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. but you also support for the family. You bet we do. So tell me a little bit about what that means. Well, we do support groups, which isn't enough. I can't tell you how many times we've sat with a family and just held their hand while they cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard to go and sit with their own families and mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. what they're really dealing with because they don't want to look like um, they're not appreciative of the help they get or right. that they're complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a safe place where they can just sit and kind of get that off their chest. And that's us. Mm-hmm. They can say anything to us, and we don't judge them. We yeah. understand. This is a tough disease. I've said before, there's a lot of things out there due to our imperfections. This one was hand-carved by the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, people are mourning a living person, right? and they're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. But we try to remind them all the time, dementia is what your, your loved one has. It's not who they are. Let's figure out who they are, and let's mm-hmm. give them the best, the best life we can. Yeah. And that also means that we've got to support you. Right. So we do things like uh, different reading materials to help them get through things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, support groups. We're there to talk to. We're there to, like I said, just hold their hand if they need to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do some fun things. We do family nights. We do respites. Mm-hmm. We'll do an overnight stay. Um, I got a call on my way here from Susan Dale, um, my uh, rock star sales gal yeah. down on the south end. Yeah. And she said, Kelly, he's only 59. But the daughter, or the mother, you know, the wife, uh, excuse me, it was his wife. She's exhausted. She needs a break. I said, you take care of that family. So she's going to. Wow, and, that's awesome. But he's 59. Early, but early onset is just so But difficult. again, there are other places that wouldn't touch him because he's not 65 or over. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is you do the right thing. Mm-hmm. She needs a break. She's tired. And that's the other thing you can do for families is, is do a short respite. We'll do an overnight because sometimes that's all you need is an overnight to go take a nap. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and the other thing that we also do for families, if we do an assessment and they're not a good fit for us, you'll refer. I have them. I have friends in this industry that do all kinds of things I can't mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. and I will walk them over there. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's also about being in tight with places like the Alzheimer's Association. So we also know what references are and what uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for. Help me out here. What, what what kind of uh, accommodations and, right. and things are out there for families that they don't even know exist. Right. And we can set them up with a lot of those things to help them get through their days. Well, and, you know, to talk to somebody like you guys and people that are in the industry, or, or Daphne, people know. Yeah, Daphne. exactly. She's another good resource. The great thing about talking to them first before you go even shopping <laughs> Number one, they're going to give you the questions you need to ask Bingo. of every single location. Yep. The other thing is, is that they're going to ask, Kelly's going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you questions. Daphne's going to ask you questions that you may not even think are relevant about your loved one. That's right. So, you know, you're going to get some really strange questions like, you know, what are the things that are most important? What is your parents' value system? And like what you just said, is the disease is what they have. It's not who they are. That's right. And so understanding that and also really keying into what happens to the mind as it progresses, as the disease progresses. And what can you as a family anticipate could happen? And, you know, we... We work really hard to give that person the best quality of life, obviously, for as long as possible. Well, and something, and that's yeah, and something else that people need to understand is that another thing that we do for families behind the scenes, um, for example, I just had to hire some sales folks. Mm-hmm. The gal I hired yesterday, her dad died from this disease. <sighs> so why did I hire her? Because she gets it. She gets it. She wants to provide the most love and care she can for every Mm -hmm. family she touches Mm -hmm. because she went through this. Mm -hmm. She's not going to sit and tell you, I know how you feel because that's pretty presumptuous. What she is going to say is, I get it and I'm sorry. Let me help you. Yeah. Um, We work with um, a writer who wrote this amazing book on uh, memory keepers. And it's for people Della. with early onset. Della! I love Della. She, she she's going to be with us um, at the uh, Journey uh, training at the um, Carl Gibson Senior Center Saturday. Oh, I love that. Um, but we got a lot of good things that we try to do to, again, support the families who are going through hell. There's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we also, the caregivers, mm-hmm. we train them on resident-centered care, not task-centered. Yeah. Because when they're in school, they're taught how to shave, how to help them in the bathroom, how to get them dressed, all this stuff. That's great, but then we have to retrain them that yeah. this is a person, not a task. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, there's a lot of things we do behind the scenes to assure this family that we see the person, mm-hmm. not just the disease. And it's about the re- retaining the dignity. Yeah. It's and all it's, and about sometimes the it's hard because a family can get frustrated because, and rightly so. It, first of all, that person's need can far outweigh <laughs> what you're capable to provide. Like you said, the wife needs a break. People need help all the time. That's number one. But number two, the other side of it is, I think, that's really key is, is it understanding that your staff now, you get to be now the daughter. Bingo. You don't have to you don't yeah. have to step in and be that person that, you know, says, Mom, you have to get dressed now. You have to take a shower now. You have to do all these things. 
And you're not the parent. You never will be. Well, and, I tell and that's you, the thing I think that's so important. I in think this I think one thing that I learned a long time ago. My mom had a a really really rough time a few years back. Uh, Sixteen days in the hospital, two surgeries oh. on her stomach. We thought she had colon cancer. The family was pretty scared. And when she was going to get out, um, I said, "Well, I got some time. I got a lot of vacation time. I'll come home and take care of you." And she said, "No." No, no, you won't. <laughs> no. And I was I was pretty pretty hurt. I'm your only daughter. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'll come home and take care of you. Don't you had knee surgery? That was different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to come home and help out. Yeah. But uh, she, you know, did one of these, you know, finger you come here mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah. So I went over there and she said, I wiped your behind. You're not going to do mine. Well, and the thing yeah. is, all of a sudden the light bulb went off, and I get it. I'm her kid. I'm That's in my right. 50s. If I got sick right now, she should still come over and yep. wipe my behind. Absolutely. Because my booty looks the same to her That's as it. it did when I was two mm-hmm. because I'm her child. Yep. Her dignity means more than anything else to her. Mm-hmm. And to flip that switch would absolutely hurt her feelings. Well, and, and it will never work. And it, the dynamic will never work. And, and it's I, never and, – and, but it taught me something, mm-hmm. and that is it will never happen because no. – that's not what she wants, no. so it'll never happen. No. And it taught me a very valuable lesson. When these kids come in and go, my mom won't mind me, I start laughing and I go, honey, she, she's, she, she's not supposed to. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to mind her. She's and I think, you know, <laughs> I cringe when people will use terms like when the t- table turns. You honey, know, it's not going to. Or, or yeah. parenting your parents. Yeah. I, those are two things when I hear that. It the the hair in the back of my neck goes up. <laughs> it's like um, yeah. no, because again, no. Suzanne, you get it. But what we're trying to also teach people is take care of your parents to the point that they want you to, and that is keep that. their keep their dignity, keep keep the respect, and, and honor their wishes. Honor their wishes, please. Just because mom has mm-hmm. dementia doesn't mean she doesn't know right. Right. who she really is. Right. right. Honor that, please. And. You know, when that diagnosis of dementia first starts, that's when you start having the conversations. But do so respectfully and do so, don't spring those conversations on. Like I always tell people, if you want to have a difficult conversation with your parent, tell them, number one, I I want to talk to you about some things that are going to be difficult. Could we set a time Next week and there talk about We those schedule things. that time. We schedule that time. But that is, number one, you just set the foundation for respect. Yep. Number two is it gives mom or dad a time to kind of process go. what's going to happen. You're not throwing something on them. And the, and then the, the third thing I always say is talk about yourself. Don't say you need this and you need this. Say, you know, I'm concerned about this because... Talk about the issues. Don't address the person themselves. Well, and, and if I you're worried a... about how to get the conversation started, I, and I'm not trying to just plug Della's mm-hmm. book, but it's one of the most brilliant yes. things I've seen. Yes, you can get it on Amazon. It's Memory Keepers, and Memory and, Ke- oh, no Morning well, Glory Morning Memory Glory Keepers. Memory Keepers. And the reason I love this book, if you've got early onset and you want to make sure people are honoring your wishes, yes. it's right down to how I like my tea or coffee. I love that because I, I got to be honest with you. You put me in a frilly dress. And and give me you know Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a fit. <laughs> I know. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Honor who that person is. Yes. And sometimes if you can't take care of them, this is a book that will tell anybody who's helping take yes. care of them what they like. Yes. Well, Kelly, this has been such a great hour with you. Thank you for your time. I, I enjoy every minute of you it. Know, with you know, we enjoy every second, and you are so full of information. And so, everyone. 
please go to carepartnersliving.com if you have any questions. And one of the things I think that really is important is that, you know, take your time, check out her communities. You guys have communities all the way from Marysville down to Lacey. And, and a couple growing. of in Spokane. And growing. Yes, and growing. And we're growing because... Um, of the support we get. So thank you. Wow, we're really glad. So thank you again to all of you. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.